Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And anybody notice Kirk Cousins is actually pretty good against Aaron Rodgers? Listen, I thought when I watched that game, the only surprise to me in the 23-7 win is that it wasn't 33-7. I thought they completely dominated Green Bay. Now the Packers' O-lines beat up. But they went and got Zadarius Smith to be a pass rusher. He was great. I think Minnesota is, I said it in the preseason, I said it in the offseason, I'll say it now. This looks like a 12 or 13 win division winning team. I don't know what their weakness is. They're not great at corner, but they're good enough. Man, Colin Cowherd, dude, there is some serious Vikings Kool-Aid being passed around the national media. And probably the local media, too, after what we saw in that game in week one, Mackie and Judd here on a Write That Down Wednesday. We'll get to our Write That Down predictions accountability session on both Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily, where we admit that we were wrong about some things. Um, but um, let's let's start with sort of this. Well, first of all, they are underdogs. The, the early line is like minus two, I think, Philadelphia mm-hmm. for this Monday night game. But last night, if you guys out there in the audience have not consumed it yet trenches with Boone over on the purple daily YouTube channel and podcast feed. He was drinking quite a bit of Vikings Kool-Aid as well. And just raving about Kevin O'Connell and the breath of fresh air offense. And he said from a football player standpoint, it's one thing to believe in the off season and to have optimism and everything. But when you go out on the field and you do what they did to the Packers, he said it's a very powerful thing when a locker room of 53 guys is having fun, it's positive, and they're seeing results, that that is sort of the the holy grail feeling that you want inside of an NFL locker room. And, of course, you know, it's only we kept couching it. It's only one game. It's only one game. Right. But to what extent do you think they've tapped into some sort of holy grail where they've got some great pieces on the roster? They've got some positive vibes. They just validated everything they felt in the offseason by smoking the Packers at home. They kind of stole a game because they were underdogs. That was one of the games that a lot of people were looking at and saying, eh, maybe that's one of the home losses, right? So they kind of stole a game in week one. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of what they've tapped into here? I think it's very interesting because I think there's a lot of discussion points off of this because it's one game and so and it was impressive and I think the thing that everyone thinks too and and this is my starting point is was it really this hard to do this 
Like I like like that's the thing. For, you know, for at least two years, we've been calling for you know what you should do. Use Justin Jefferson more. You should be more creative offensively. You should you should do this and that. And they were like, no, no, no. You don't understand our football philosophy. And if we thought that, the players did too. Smart football. I mean, this is not. This was not that hard. This was being stubborn. And so, so O'Connell, and what I like is he comes in and he sees the obvious to success and says, yeah, you know what? We're going to do that. We're going to feature arguably the best wide receiver in the league. We're going to empower Kirk because if Kirk's empowered, he's far superior to what Kirk is when, when he's being put down. Um, and so I love what I've seen from this team as far as the tone that's been set. And, and it's even better because Zim was such a bleep. So so it becomes even more empowering to players who are like, oh, my God, this is what we wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes, they could be on to something special, but it's one game. And I also urge you, although the personalities are much different here, I also urge in a long season, to recall in 2006, at one point Brad Childress was 4-2. and two. And they were going to play the Patriots, and we thought, if they beat the Patriots, oh, my God, like, it's on. Like, this team can win a division, because they could have. Um, and then the Patriots came in, and we're like, oh, yeah, you know what? X, Y, and Z works against you, and it got shut down, and then things. Now, I do not expect things to go south from a locker room standpoint, which it did with Brad. Kevin O'Connell is smarter than that. Did it go south that early with, with Childress, though, or did it, did it take a little while? Well, I'm trying to remember, it went south football wise the second the Patriots game was done because right. so it, it went south in 06, but then it kind of, you know, it, never, it was never amazing under Childress, right. but yeah. Okay. So, so it went south from a football standpoint schematically in 06 after that Halloween game against the Patriots. It did not go south with him as far as personality with players went until late in that season. And I do not expect O'Connell to have that problem. My point is, it's got to play out some here. And the other thing, too, is they're going to hit adversity, and we do. We have no idea what happens. It's the question I asked O'Connell in training camp. What happens when you get a phone call at 2 in the morning and something's gone wrong because it's now on your plate? It's not on Sean McVay's plate, and he might call you in the morning and be like, hey, we got a problem here. Um, and, and so, like, there are so many questions. My starting point is very simple, though. I am incredibly encouraged by what I saw on Sunday because it made sense. So I'm not even like asking yet for the, oh my God, I think they're, you know, I think they're on the precipice of a special year. They could easily be a playoff team. That is not going out on a limb. But you know what? When you spent two years watching Justin Jefferson play really well statistically and pile up stats, but be, but in some ways be suppressed to what he can do. And now he's just unleashed. That, to me, is such a huge step. So so my positivity is not, oh, I think they're going to win 13 games. I still think that they're probably going to lose on Monday, and I think that they can win about 10 games. My positivity is the step in the right direction that this entire program seems to have taken. It's, there's a likability to them already, right? Like Judd brought out that point. And even, you know, put a little bit of crutch with this, but like in 2019 with the Twins, that was a likable team. Like, they got off to such a hot start. They were the bomba squad. They were having fun. They were hitting a bunch of home runs. I know the decision-making at the end with Randy Dobnek puts a sour taste, but for the majority of that season, it was a likable, fun team. The Wild from this last season, another likable, fun team. Like, Kirill installs the superstar to them. They go out and make big moves at the deadline. They have a GM who's not afraid to do it. They have a coach who knows what he's doing. 
there was a likability to them where both of those teams and now the twins are currently in it where it's just it, they are hard to root for they really are they're hard to root for the wild same thing you know uh, towards the end uh, of Bruce Boudreaux is hard to root for that team where Kevin O'Connell steps in here and preaches that positive vibe and that's all great but then if it doesn't translate to on-field success and you don't see that with your eyes either it's hard to buy all in and it's really easy to get all in right now with this Vikings team the twins are the dog, the, the gif of the dog. Is it a dog in the burning room? It's a yep. dog in a oh, burning room. Oh, this is dog. fine. This is fine, this gif. Is fine. Yeah, or it's like, everybody, come out and cheer on the twins at the ballpark. Everything's, no, everything's fine. You don't understand. We're injured. If we just weren't injured, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings were kind of getting to that point in a way under Mike Zimmer. Everything's, no, everything's fine. Just need a, you just need a new offensive lineman here, and then everything's fine. It's, in fact, you know, it's funny. Some of the fights that Judd and I are having, I feel like, on Twitter the last few days are, you, know, you guys don't deserve to jump on the bandwagon now because you were all the critical negative things you said. We got a great, I wish I had it in front of me, we got a great email through the Score North app from somebody yesterday that said, you know what, screw those people because they are the ones. The people that were defending it, everything's fine with the Vikings. You guys don't understand. Everything's fine. No, no, no. Don't change the coach. Don't, you know, don't look at changing this or that. I mean, you and I probably took it a step further and said, you know, you might want to consider just like nuking the whole thing and starting over and just getting getting the inevitable over with. I'll have something to say about that on Purple Daily today. But if you thought everything was fine and you were defending everything and you were justifying everything in this franchise that hasn't won a Super Bowl 60 years and you're okay with just mediocre football, you don't deserve to be on the bandwagon now. That's what I say. I say you don't. You should take a year off from being on the bandwagon because you accepted mediocrity spooned into your head for two years. We are the ones that pushed for change had probably zero impact on the actual change, but now we get to jump back on the bandwagon. <laughs> now, here's what I'd say, though, to those fans. Those fans who, like, are just going to be blindly uh, uh, purple Kool-Aid drinking fans, they're fans, and that's fine. Uh, people, they should take a timeout, though. They should they should take a timeout from the bandwagon. <laughs> people like us, and, and I feel like the Purple Daily family, hey, folks, all think the same which is how the team thinks. How the team thinks is this is not good. Like this we want off. to start to yes. win. This is off. This is wrong. And and so so what I like about our show and and what I love about the, the people that consume our show is I feel like they think the same, which is how do we get to a place of success? If you are just hey, I'm just a Vikings fan and if you're ne- negative, that's terrible. I don't agree with you, but I understand that. But but what I think that we all saw, or a lot of us saw, was the fact that things were off. It's just like the Twins now. Um, the Wild was the same way. Parisian Suter, how, what, what are you talking about? Well, something's mm-hmm. off. Something's not right here. Like, we're around these teams a lot. We see things, and, and fans, smart fans, pick up on things, too. So, yeah, this is, I am far from declaring this a special season, but I get what Alex is saying. And most importantly, I think that everybody has every right to be incredibly enthusiastic about basically kicking the ass of a team that most people in this town can't stand, the Green yeah. Bay Packers. No problem with that. That's great. Yeah. You know, there's another angle here, too, that I, I think we should keep an eye on. Just I keep thinking about what Boone said on, on Trenches with Boone. Again, check it out. Just an hour-long conversation. Put a quarter in Boone and watch him watch him go. But he kept talking about, 
that holy grail feeling that it, once you capture it, look out. And, you know, obviously there are some teams that, that finish with 15 wins or 14 wins, and it's just because they have Hall of Famers everywhere. You know, that Patriots team that went undefeated in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of the teams that wind up getting scorching hot, 13 wins or 14 wins. Even I would even put the 15-win 98 Vikings in this category. You have to have some really good players and some borderline to ironclad Hall of Famers. So that's a prerequisite. And the Vikings have that. The Vikings have Justin Jefferson. That dude's probably a Hall of Famer. You know, Dalvin Cook, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but he's one of the best running backs in the league. They've got some they've got some great pieces on defense. Harrison Smith might be a Hall of Famer. So they've got Daniel Hunters, Adarius. But beyond that, it's about finding exactly what your identity is, what what works exactly, and hammering it, and then getting the crowd behind you at the home games. You know, the that Eagles team that won the Super Bowl. There was nothing outwardly special about their quarterbacks or, you know, they had some good pieces here and there, but they didn't have like a Jerry Rice or a Randy Moss, but they figured out some of the things that worked for them. The crowd started wearing dog masks to the home games, and it just became impossible to beat that team in Philadelphia. The 98 Vikings, it was like, holy crap, we can just throw the ball down the field to this one guy, and the crowd's going to be louder than any crowd in the NFL and it just becomes this wave of momentum and I don't know I don't know what that looks like for this year's team maybe it's just Justin Jefferson becomes Jerry Rice unstoppable and he's on pace to set records and then their pass rush was Darius and Dina Hunter but you can sort of see that teams that aren't necessarily you know seven Hall of Famers up and down how they can tap into the thing that works on both sides of the ball get the home crowd behind you to win eight or nine games at home, which is they have nine home games, don't they, on their schedule this year? You know, I, again, it's one game. But you could start to see, oh, in that, in that one game, it was like, whoa, here's the thing that works offensively. Here's the thing that works defensively. Can you tap into that 13 times this season? You know? Interesting yeah. to see. And I think the important thing, too, is, and this is where sports gets really intriguing, is especially – coming off what the Vikings did last year. If you get a group of players who get along and now feel like they're being supported, especially like Kirk, it, it becomes important. And I'm telling you, what I saw from Kirk post game, I thought was incredibly important because that was probably Kirk Cousins as comfortable as Kirk can be. And that's a huge step. I've never seen Kirk that comfortable in his own skin, which I would argue has been a problem. Uh, there, there's also a clip that's, going around after Justin Jefferson and Kirk talked about this scored, I think his second touchdown where Kirk went up to him on the bench and said, you finish, man, nobody finishes like you, like you don't mm-hmm. just get the ball, you score. And, and he's, and he's hitting him on the back. And, and like the entire exchange is very positively Kirk trying to be like, you know, man, you're great. And Jefferson to his credit, just like, yeah, man, I, I sort of know that. But anyway, <laughs> that that's not the point. The point the point is, if you can get everybody right now to a place of comfort, and and there's a newness now that I think is completely refreshing. Started day one at training camp, and now the most important thing is, yes, h- hitting on what this team does well. That's incredibly important. But the other part about this too is, if they can if they can beat the Eagles, for instance, on Monday night. Now you're going to have some momentum start to build of like, this is working 
and guys are going to hold each other accountable, which becomes incredibly important. My only concern here would be if you got a couple of bad apples who are like, Kevin O'Connell's not going to do a thing if we screw up. You know, we're going to take advantage of this. But the more that you have success, the more that the entire team's going to be like, oh, no, no, we've, we're on the precipice of something special. Yeah. So, yes, there are definitely ingredients that I understand that Boone is saying. And I think this is one of my favorite things about sports is where this is tracking potentially, because that's when it gets out of the realm of what what do the advanced metrics say? What do the statistics say? And now it becomes a very human mind game, but teams can thrive off that. And until you're around it and see it, you don't get it. I'll, I'll always go back to 2003 wild playoff run made no sense. And I remember at the start of that, of the start of that entire playoff, I was talking to, to Willie Mitchell for something. And he's talking about the big chalice that we're pursuing because players don't say the Stanley Cup, it's bad luck. And I remember thinking to myself, is he serious? Like he's got no shot at a Stanley Cup. Just say that damn name Stanley Cup. Uh, but they were building this weird momentum. And the momentum was a belief, a belief that they could achieve something that almost the, the vast majority, including myself, thought they had no chance at. And that that worked. Like that played a key role there. And so the more that this team starts to believe that Kevin O'Connell has them on the right track, that what they're doing is going to, to work, and you brought up a very important thing, the superstar at Jefferson is huge here. All of those things go into a stew that's sort of undefinable in some ways, but becomes incredibly important to a belief that they can do things that they might not be completely capable of doing, but belief takes you a long way. And it, it takes you a long way, but belief is nothing without the validation of actually seeing the results on the Correct. field. And that's why the I don't think their season would have been over or anything if they would have lost that game against the Packers. But it would have been a huge buzzkill for all of the positive feelings they've had going back to the opening press conference to Kevin O'Connell and Quasi reaching out to all the players. And like the first couple months were spent essentially them building relationships and saying, hey, you know, we're not going to take direct shots at the old staff, but here's our culture. Here's what right. we're going to do. And then they start to install the playbook throughout the summer, and, and, they, and they start to work on situations in training camp. And out of all of that, after seven or eight months, okay, we're ready for week one, and we feel great, and we do believe like 80%. Let's see what it looks like. And when you play like that in the first half, and they kind of and there's a lot of things to nitpick actually in the second half. They, the offense kind of fizzled here and there, and I like that Kevin O'Connell came out and just right away said, "I need to be better in these areas. I'm going to do a self review." Like I love that. It's just deflecting credit, shouldering the blame, great leadership. But to go out there and play the way that they did in the first half validates the eight month lead up since Kevin O'Connell was hired, only for a week. Because if you get smoked by Philadelphia and then you wind up losing a couple games or something, this conversation could change. But this was a this was a necessary step to get to where they want to go, which was playing the way they did in the first half. Validation, and that's why this upcoming game to me is so important because it's gonna it's going to answer a lot. Because you're going into into one of the most hostile, if not the most hostile, environments in the entire league. It's going to be loud. It's going to be tough. It's a good team. Uh, if you come out and win this game. It's going to be impressive. If you don't, I think the week one momentum is going to be like, well, that was fun, but clearly the Packers might not be that good, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so I think that this game is going to define a lot of where this team is at as far as a mental toughness standpoint goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of mental toughness, by the way, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I was grinding for a large chunk of my life through uncomfortable underwear. Mentally oh, tough, but largely stupid. Mm-hmm. And then we discovered Chill Boys, the most comfortable underwear that you're ever going to put on. About, I don't know, nine months ago, I threw away all of my non-Chill Boys boxer briefs. Should have. Best decision. Best decision I've ever made in my in my underwear life, gentlemen. It's How are Chill Boys making underwear. you feel? It's mind-blowing. And even now, like, they're, they're installing more hoodies and T-shirts. I, oh, the, the hoodie, the, dude. The girlfriend tried to take the hoodie. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. That is, that is my hoodie. I am not letting you wear that hoodie. That is my hoodie. It's that comfortable. It belongs only on me. So not just the underwear. Now there's a hoodie game. Now there's T-shirt game. And I, I love it. It's, it's the most comfortable fabric in the world. Cool, calm, and collected. That's all I, I got to say. Down there now, cool, calm, and collected. Thanks to our friends at Chill Boys. Chill Boys cares about one thing, your comfort down there. And uh, when you go to chillboys.com to get your Chill Boys, just tell them that Purple Daily and or Score North and or Mackie and Judd sent you along. Also, a shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company for helping businesses. I mean, they've been supporting us for a long time here on Score North and dating back to 1500 ESPN Radio. So we appreciate that. And they've been supporting businesses in and outside the state of Minnesota for over 100 years. Um, you can find a full list of industries that Federated partners with at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. So, yeah, we have so much Vikings stuff the last 72 hours over on the Purple Daily podcast feed and the Purple Daily YouTube channel and also here on Mackie and Judd, too. But you can go check out the flagship Purple Daily episodes, the Ventline celebration from Sunday, which is one of the 10 most popular, downloaded, viewed episodes of Purple Daily in the two and a half years since we went um, podcast YouTube exclusive, plus Before We Die with Jesse and Thor, Realistic Randy Rants with Declan, and Trenches with Boone, all ready to rock for you to listen to. But uh, let's take a break here for a second, and then we will get into our weekly accountability session and write that down predictions. Buckle up. And then never admit they're wrong. Yeah. That's not Mackie and Judd. This is the place where we just totally own our horrible predictions. Write this down. And eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Write that down. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. That's right. The most dangerous, risky, career-threatening segment in all of sports media. This is where we put statistics next to our predictions. And admit where we were wrong. Judd, when are you going to admit that you were wrong, 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 wrong? Wrong. Right? Now I'm going to, and then I'm going to do it a second time. And uh, that might cost me my job. <laughs> we'll see. We will have to see. There's a, there's a, meaty, there's a meaty accountability session coming here, oh, and uh, maybe even meatier on Purple Daily on our other daily show here. But, uh, yeah, this is Write That Down. Every single week we go back years and years with our prediction archive. There are things in our archive that have been predicted five, six, seven years ago that have not yet come off the board, probably because we've failed to put end dates on some of the early predictions. And so, like, Johnny Manziel will star in a reality show before he returns to the NFL is still on the board (laughs) from five years ago. But here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you want to be guest participants and take your swings, like our OG friend from way back, Mackie and Judd, Roycey and Mackie, listener days on 1500 ESPN, Justin in Rochester is about to be. You can send us a message through the Score North app, and we'll get you scheduled for some time 
uh, before the end of the year. So are you guys ready to be held accountable? I think so. So Declan's been dominating the batting average race throughout most of the 2022 calendar year. Mm-hmm. So you're, uh, you know, the pressure is on you to to keep <laughs> out front here. Uh oh. And little did you know that Uh-oh. former multi-time batting champion yeah. Judd Zolgad was about to come racing down the backstretch here once the uh, fall season hit. Here we go. Here we go. So Judd, you had one incorrect one come off the board. You did say in the season opener the Vikings would muff at least one punt. I don't think I don't think Jalen Rager muffed a punt in that game, if I remember correctly. Nope. Nope. Fair caught one and, and actually broke away from a tackle on one. Yeah. Seven so yards, you, I think. So you were wrong about that. But yep. yep, I was. You said the Gophers would cover the spread against Western Illinois. Would they win like sixty two to ten or something ridiculous? Yes. Yeah. Uh, then you said, this is a home run here. You said Scott Frost will be dismissed during the season. I think it was trending that way, but to do it during the season is very specific. And not only did they fire him during the season, they fired him two weeks before it would have been $7 million cheaper to fire yes. him because Incredible. they just didn't think keeping him around for two more weeks was was doable. So Scott Frost gone. By the way, last night, so I'm out here in Phoenix, Arizona, just hanging out with my dad. And I went to dinner with some family friends last night, and I and and some of their friends were there. We all went and got pizza, and uh, there was there was two diehard Nebraska football fans uh-huh. at this pizza place at our table, and I was just like, "Man, what happened with Scott Frost?" They said we thought he was the perfect hire. You know, he went thirteen and zero at what yeah. Central Florida, yep. and you know he's <laughs> as Nebraska football as you can possibly be, but just turned out to be a total buffoon. So good for the Gophers for for being able to pound on Nebraska some more in the future. Uh, you also said, Judd, the Vikings would win their 2022 season opener before, I think it was even before the schedule came out. So Dang. Mm-hmm. you got that one right. And you said Chris Archer will make at least two trips to the injured list in 2022, and he is on the injured list now for the second time. All what right. a week. Four a nice for week. five for Judd, man. That's, mm. that's, a very, that's a very nice week. I will take that. I will not be fired by the bosses oh, for that. <laughs> Dan Seaman will not be informing me I'm done. Oh, look Old Macadac had a nice little week, too, here. He said the Twins would use at least seven different relief pitchers in that doubleheader against the Yankees. I think they used six in the first game. So <laughs> we came off the board easily. Louis Varland, man. Just and then I told man. you, I forgot about this prediction. I told you guys long ago that Justin oh, yeah. Jefferson would go for at least two touchdowns nice. and at least 150 receiving yards in week one against the Packers. See ya. That's a 490-foot blast to the yeah. third deck in left field. I don't even, I literally don't remember. I must have blacked out with, like, Vikings Kool-Aid drunkenness or something. I don't remember that making that prediction. That's a C.J. Crone-like shot from last week. <laughs> Yeah, CJ Crone. All right, listeners had a lot of things come off the board here. Little little mixed bag. We'll start with the bad. Nick said Adrian Peterson will knock out Le'Veon Bell. No. Nope. Yeah, you had the knockout part right, but it was Le'Veon that uh, planted Adrian Peterson. Drew, you said this was a Judd prediction that Judd will have the Vikings at nine wins exactly the next time we pick the schedule. He had him at ten wins. Mm-hmm. So, optimism Thank you very much, Judd. Kyle said before the start of the season, three Vikings players currently on the 90-man roster will be placed on injured reserve. Um, I might be wrong on this, but I don't... I don't think so. I don't think they got to three. No. 
Um, you see, they, wa- right? they waived a couple with like designated injury wavings, but I don't think yeah. they got to three on this. No. I, I have to so look. Either. Yep. I guess we could just Google Vikings injured. Let me just Google real quick here. I might have just done this before the show started, but, you know, here we are. Okay, if we Google Vikings injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a riveting podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, people are like, oh, my God, this is the greatest ever. Yeah, it's <laughs> Um, oh, we'll, we'll, I don't we'll, want to wait. We'll, we'll, we'll investigate afterwards, okay. and we'll, we'll put back on the board. John Harrison said at least two prof- – our old producer said at least two John professional Lee. teams in America will fold because of the coronavirus pandemic. I think we're far enough out now where that hasn't happened. Yeah. Yeah, I agree I with that. Okay. I think that would have happened like a year or two ago. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, – let's see here. B.C. Johnson injured reserve. Thomas Hennigan injured reserve, and then okay, Kenny Willickis injured reserve. So, so so technically this is correct. Let's give yeah. okay. Let's give Kyle the we'll point on that. Yeah, we don't. We're all kind of we're we're all kind of remote here today, so we don't have our normal. I don't have the ding. I never have the ding. Okay, yeah, no. let, let's just call a spade you, a spade. Just I call, don't. You just call for it when it's. I don't have the ding. Call for it. Yeah. I, I've not been given. I've not been trusted with any technology. <laughs> in the show we had in fact we had a we had a program director one time like this it was like the first six or nine months of of the Mackie and judd radio show back in the day and he brought us in one day we used to alternate kind of back and forth like all right you sit at the button bar and lead yeah. on these days and then all all yeah. do it on these days and he said so what the, what do you get what kind of goes into the thought process for that we're like <laughs> oh we just kind of like to share the ball you know it's a it's a share the ball show and he said how about Mackie just runs the button bar? <laughs> yeah, I was stripped of the button bar. I was stripped of the button bar. Play calling was taken away from me. It's very upsetting. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, all right, and then the the good news here for the listeners, Stewart said at least three Vikings players will make their NFL debuts in week one, and at least three did for sure. Like nice. Asamoah did, a bunch of them did. It was like five guys, yeah. Yep, and then Drew, I think this is a home run here. Drew said the Packers will beat the Vikings. I'm sorry, the Vikings, Vikings. will beat the Packers by at least seven, and parlay, Justin Jefferson will yes. have at least 100 receiving yeah. yards. So yeah. nice little parlay there for for Drew. Uh, this is also, so we got an email here from, we don't usually take additional write that down predictions from listeners that aren't on the show because otherwise we would, we used to do this like six years ago. If you just email us your predictions, it was like, okay, we got 100 every week, so. But we're going to make an exception here for Tom G. Mm-hmm. So his mom passed away last week on Write That Down Wednesday. Huge Gopher hockey fan. And in her memory, Tom asks, could we get a bonus listener write that down? Yes, Tom. We'll make an exception because uh, we we celebrate dead parents on the show. Yep. So write this down. He says the Gophers men's hockey team will win the next NCAA Frozen Four title. Nice. Absolutely. They should. They're, they're like second in the nation in the first preseason polls. It's time. It's been 20 it's years, time. for God's sakes. Come on, let's Bob. Go for hockey. Do it with St. Cloud, so let's, uh, let's go do it with you event, huh? Let's make it happen. And Dex, just for your bookkeeping, I did throw that in the master. So oh, okay. Cool. It's already in there. Uh, and then, Declan, you had three things come off the board here. Parlay, you said all the road teams would win primetime games. The Bills, Bucks, and Broncos, and as you were making that prediction, you were like, I mean, I mean, like the, I mean, the Broncos. The Broncos will be sure. Broncos, blah. They weren't. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I want to kick Nathaniel Hackett in the groin. Yeah, just just come on, dude. He, not only in this one, he also cost me money in underdog fantasy. So I got I got bones to pick. <laughs> and and sneak preview, by the way, old tweets exposed. All three of us were uh, pretty bullish on Nathaniel Hackett oh, about God, six dude. eight months ago. So be ready for that tomorrow. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, last night we stole your segment on trenches with Boone. Now it's called Macadac. Want someone's ass fired? <laughs> yeah. Nathaniel Hackett, come on down last <laughs> night. Dude, one game. What are you doing, guy? Yeah, and then he doubled that's... down after the game, too. He's like, I would kick it all over again. Bro, only twice in NFL history has someone made that field goal. Yeah, that was so. And then he came back on Tuesday and apologized and was like, I shouldn't have done. We should have gone for it on fourth. So, like, are you this serious? Is, yeah, yeah, this is not. This is this is a terrible start. What? Plus, defensively, they look terrible. Yeah, that was supposed to be the They fumbled player. twice at the goal line. Like, that. that's an entire. Your cluster bleep right there. George Payton has to be a little bit concerned right now. Yeah, I would I would think so. I'd be like, this guy might be a train wreck. And Declan, you said the Twins would sweep their Wednesday doubleheader <laughs> against the Yankees. You got the sweep Wednesday doubleheader part of this prediction, right? So Just the wrong first and second word, yeah. And then uh, you said correctly that there would be no more than 10 accepted penalties in the Vikings-Packers game. Uh, there were fewer than 10, so you did get that one correct. Declan with a 463 average and 13 home runs, both still leading the league. But Judd climbs to 386 with eight home runs. I'm at 306 with 11 bombs. Listeners at 284 with 11 bombs. So there you have it. Very nice. Objects in the mirror. All right. There's your accountability. Let's, all right, let's get our guy in here, Justin in Rochester. Uh, Justin, you and I have drank beers together. You have been a loyal listener of everything we've done well before we were these YouTube clowns. And so welcome back to the Mackie and Judd show, sir. Appreciate it. How are you guys doing this morning? Well, I think we're, I think we're happy that the Vikings look competent, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's and the Gophers, did. the Gophers too. Sky Ma, row the boat. Oh, the Big row Ten the West. I love Sky the Big Ma. Ten West. Thanks, <laughs> Iowa. Thanks, Wisconsin. Dude, Iowa if has scored. If they don't get it this year, then there's never any hope Ex- for ever winning <laughs> the Big Ten West. That's I mean, 100, that's 100% correct. That's exactly what I keep saying. Iowa has scored one touchdown so far this season. I think they've scored 10 offensive points because the two safeties don't count. So yep. go go at least beat Iowa. So, all right, uh, let's get into it here. We're going to go around the room three different times. We're going to start with Justin and Rochester. You know the rules. They just must be quantifiable predictions. Justin and Rochester, Judd, Declan, and then back to myself. And this first prediction by Justin and Rochester is presented by our friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. Hey, you know, I've been spieling for a long time about the, the fact that I dropped 40 pounds. I'm keeping that weight off. It's fantastic. But Justin told us before we started here, hold on a second. Throw it to me. Let me run with the football. So, Justin, what have, have my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers done for you? Because I'd like to hear that story. Here comes Justin yeah. on a jet sweep to take the football right now. <laughs> Orbit. KOC's offense. Yeah. He's orbiting. <laughs> well, Go ahead. Since the end of April, down 40 pounds. And like you have said, it's not just about losing it. It's also about keeping it off. And if buffoons like me can follow a program like this, you know it's got to be pretty simple. And as Judd has said many times, the the uh, team helps you. that You meet with them every so often, talk to them on the phone to just check in to make sure that you're still doing things right. And, you know, I have to say that it, Judd's not just making this up. And I, it's just awesome. 
That's awesome, That's man. awesome, dude. Congrats, man. That's awesome. And, and now you're saying, hold on a second. So the two guys on the bottom of this screen, these two, as, as Justin <laughs> said, buffoons, have lost all this weight. I want to join the club. And I'm going to tell you right now, here's how. Eight weeks for free. By the way, so eight weeks for free to lose a ton of weight. And then it starts. You, all, all those clothes, as, as Justin can tell you, will fit. It feels great. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. That is the beginning to a great end, which, again, will have you uh, being in clothes that hadn't fit for a long time, feeling great. If you don't take it from me, take it from Justin. Livia works. Awesome. All right, guys, let's jump into it here. We'll start with Justin in Rochester. Your first prediction, sir. Well, these are all going to be Viking predictions, and we're going to kind of emulate the late Denny Green era from 96, as well as a little chilly era in 2009. Write this down from now until the Vikings bye week. So again, five more games. Kirk Cousins will have 13 touchdowns. However, the caveat is at least one of them cannot be passing. So it can be rushing a la Dante Culpepper. It could be a la Brad Johnson, a tip ball pass where he gets a receiving or by some stretch of the imagination, just to cover everything, uh, fumble recovery in the end zone would count also. So I think I got them all. Are we going at least 13 or do you want, are you looking to stick the post here with exactly no, 13? I'm saying at least 13 with one not being passing. That's got to be at least a double in my opinion. Yeah, you can yeah. decide if it's a home run or not. Like it. Yeah, I think I think it, you know it'd be an average of like a you know two two and a half a game. I think it's a good solid ringing double for sure, especially because we've already we've already kind of seen uh, what this offense can do. So he he should get off to a pretty good start. All right, over to Judd for your first prediction. All right, since it worked uh, last Saturday, I'm going to stick with it. Write this down. The Gophers will again cover the spread. Now the spread that I found for the Colorado game this Saturday is 28 and a half points. The Gophers will cover that spread. So for the third consecutive non-conference game, they won't just win. They will kick the butt of their inferior opponent, 28 and a half. They'll cover yeah. that. Damn, dude. And that's a man, that's a Pac-12 team, kind of. <laughs> so it's a Power 5 team. The Colorado, man, they used to be respectable, and I don't know. Oh, they know used to happened. be great. They're, really they're, their OC now, though, Mike Sanford. The incompetent oh, OC from no, here. I, I got a, I got a feeling my next prediction might revolve around a quarterback who wants some revenge on a bad play. Oh, well, I'll give you a go for one later, but let's start with Declan's first prediction. Yeah, uh, Major League Baseball prediction for me. So I, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Paul Goldschmidt and Aaron Judge are going to win the MVP awards. I mean, they're both the favorites. Goldschmidt by like a landslide. So I'm going to write this down at Paul Goldschmidt and Aaron Judge will win their respective MVP awards, but Goldschmidt will be a unanimous choice for MVP. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to put the caveat that he'll be the unanimous selection. I think Otani will still get like a fair share of votes, but Judge and Goldschmidt should probably be the MVPs most likely, but Goldschmidt will be unanimous MVP. I don't think that's been done in like 50 or 60 years either. So it's been forever. Maybe Bonds. I think Bonds might have been. Did Judge hit two more last night? Did I see? Yes. So 50, he's got 57 with like three yeah. weeks to go. Yep. Yep. Is there a chance? So he's gonna hit, he's gonna hit the Maris mark for sure yep. for the American League record mm-hmm. and the non steroid record. Is there a half a chance he could get to 73? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, look at look at the way he's playing. It would be yeah. great if he just came in and hopefully clean, just put an end to the Barry Bonds, the the, the Mark McGuire. You know. All right. Write this down. Let me take a sip of my Gopher Kool Aid here, real quick. The Gophers, and I don't know when the last time this happened was. Maybe in maybe in the Glenn Mason era, this might have happened like once in the last twenty years. Maybe not, but this season, 
The Gophers will beat both Iowa and Wisconsin. Write it down. And if yeah. that happens, you know, that, that Michigan State game is going to be tough. Penn State, not an easy game. But if they do that, I don't know, I don't know how they don't win the division. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. should win the division, period. But if they beat both of those teams, especially Wisconsin, it should be their ticket to win the division. So they're going to beat both Iowa and Wisconsin. I believe that's a home run because it never happens, even when we have good gopher football teams. Yeah. So, All right, back to Justin in Rochester. In 1998 and 1999, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, and Leroy, if you need one, I'll get you three. If you need five, I'll get you three. Horde became the first trio in NFL history to have touchdowns at 10 or more in two different seasons. Write this down. The Vikings, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and Adam Thielen will have at least 10 or more touchdowns this season. Love it. I love yeah, this. So, wait, did so you say Leroy Horde had 10 touchdowns in a season at one point? Wow. Uh, back-to-back seasons, 98 and 99. So that's how, what? again, the trio became the – they were the first trio to ever have two different seasons – there have been other trios that, you know, two out of the three were this year and two out of three were that year. But the first trio to have it, two seasons. Nice. Judd, did you still play fantasy football in the late 90s? <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. How mad were Robert Smith owners that Leroy yes. Horde would just come in and take all of his touchdowns? <laughs> yes, very. <laughs> very. Did Leroy Horde, was he like a high draft pick because he was getting 10 touchdowns? I don't remember that. I don't think he was high. But I think you would... Uh, I, I think there there was great consternation that Green wouldn't let Smith score his own touchdowns. Yeah, he had right he's a great fantasy player. He had five hundred yards rushing and ten touchdowns in ninety nine, and he also mm-hmm. for PPR he'd get you a catch a game, you know, so you could you could lean on Leroy. Reliable. All right, Judd, what's your second prediction? Okay, my follow up prediction for the Gophers game on Saturday. As I said, Mike Sanford, who was the OC here at the last two years, and let's just say didn't do a great job. He is now the OC at Colorado. Kirk Soraka is back here. Write this down. Tanner Morgan will throw three or more touchdown passes on Saturday. Ooh. Uh, so the the first two games against really crappy teams, the Gophers have been doing an outstanding job on the ground. Morgan's been good, but like they haven't. I think they're going to try and rub this one in the face of a guy who basically thought that that the Gophers were playing in 1932, and so <laughs> well, I believe that oversaw the whole thing. I mean, it's ultimately it's on PJ. Yeah, it's but but what I'm saying is Soraka and Morgan have a far better chemistry and play calling. So anyway, he's going to throw three or more touchdown passes Saturday. They kind of unleashed him a little bit against Western Illinois. They, I, you know, they they could have just run the Way ball more. for for three hours if they wanted to. But you can't just go cold into the Big Ten season not throwing the ball up and down. So I, I like what they did against Western Michigan mm-hmm. or Western uh, Illinois, the Leathernecks, whatever, whatever the hell directional school they <laughs> they played. I guess Western Michigan would be a would be a big one for PJ. Is uh is old school. All right, Declan, what's your second prediction? All right, I'll make a Thursday night football prediction. Chargers and Chiefs. Uh Chargers. The Chargers versus Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert gonna be a blast. Uh Chiefs beat the Chargers and they will cover the spread, which is four and a half. So the Chiefs will beat the Chargers and they will cover the four and a half point spread. How about that for a Thursday night game? I know, it's great. Is that the Amazon? That's the first yeah, Amazon. Yeah, that's the game. first yeah. prime game. Mm-hmm. Two of the two Michaels of the most dynamic Street. quarterbacks. Yes. Who else is on that? Don't they have like a panel? They hired a bunch of people, didn't they? Yeah, Clarissa Thompson. K. Adams. Um, Adams No, she didn't. No, I think she she actually went to to that fan duel 
network. So she's oh. not um they they got Richard Sherman. Um so like their their studio show actually sounds intriguing. Mm. I think it might be good. But anyway, yes, this is their first game and When uh, do you think they're going to finally game. shake up the Fox pregame show? You know, yeah, Terry, Howie, I mean it's been literally the same guys for 27 years you know what now i i don't care now because i feel like to me the the draw was like the the breaking news stuff right but that stuff's immediately put on twitter now yeah so like the pregame shows to me have lost their their potential luster i just don't i still i still i like the routine though i like to just I'll flip on because NFL Network starts at like three in the morning or something. Yeah. You just like Rich Eisen's just propped up with Kurt Warner and those guys. So I just like I like to flip around. I still I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm a Sunday morning football traditionalist. You know what you I are? Like a dinosaur. Around. You're a damn dinosaur is what you are. You're you're getting old. Be careful. I mean, I am saying it on YouTube. So there is at least a little balance here of new school, old school. All right. Write this down. Adam Thielen will score his first touchdown of the season in week two against the Eagles. And the Eagles are probably going to do a little more than the Packers to try and take Justin Jefferson out of the game. So I don't think they're going to fully succeed, but it's going to open up some more avenues for Adam Thielen to score his first touchdown. And uh, now we get back to Justin in Rochester for your third and final prediction. So you guys are going to have to help me quantify this. In 2008, it was Adrian Peterson's team. We all know that. In 2009, it took Brett Favre a couple of weeks, but we all know at that point it became his team and that he was the straw that stirred the drink. Write this down. Kirk Cousins will lead the Vikings to an NFC championship game this season. He will be the straw that stirs the drink, whether it's <laughs> he has an MVP regular season or you know he's the reason they win a wild card or division around the game. He will be the straw that stirs the drink. And Sounds to me... That's Carl Anthony Towns. Right Sounds there. to me like Justin saying that Kirk Cousins will be the man. man. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's the caveat. All right. Here, here's the parlay. All Kirk right. Cousins will be the reason the Vikings lose in the NFC Championship game as oh. well. So he's so going to do a. That's the that's the prediction then. He's okay. going to do a Brett Favre. He's going to elevate the team just to break our hearts and be the reason they lose. Okay. So, so all like the, the lead up is impossible to quantify, but mm-hmm. what you're saying is they will, it's a parlay. They will get to the NFC championship game. And, and, and unless you want to put like, they'll get to the NFC championship game and Kirk and Kirk will have a top five QBR or something. It's up to you. And then okay. he will, he will, he will turn the ball over in the second half of a one score game. Something like exactly. something like that. I mean, again, it was easy for to quantify that Favre was the reason that that team went to where it was. So, I mean, if it's if it's got to have something on there, I'll just say top seven in MB, MVP voting or okay. top five in QBR or something like that. I mean, you guys know what what that what the spirit of that prediction is. Yep. So let's say okay, let's say top. So I, I like that because they how does the mvp vote voting work is it multiple like if yes. you get a can we just say he, he'll get an mvp vote or something mm-hmm. he'll get an mv yeah. he'll, he'll oh, oh, really top see. seven top seven mvp vote nfc championship game and then a turnover in the second half of a loss in the nfc championship game is that fair yep. that's fair okay that keeps it broad enough and but puts put, put some parameters on it. Okay. Uh, I love so, the optimism well, until the end. Bang. <laughs> just the, it's the well, Vikings. Kind of Vikings. It's what they football, always man. do. Yes, yep. exactly. 
Well, Justin, since you've got this life-altering, changing platform here on Mackie and Judd, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this pinnacle moment besides Livia? Well, too many to, to start to count. So I'll say you and Judd for meeting me, you know, at Tom Pellicero's uh, go away for party where you guys gave me a lot of advice as to how to, you know, do this podcasting and sports talk thing. I want to thank you, Phil, for coming on the Purple Code a few weeks ago with uh, Rick and Tyler. Uh, I have a show uh, Monday evenings from 630 to 7:15 Central Time. Uh, you had my partner, Mike Castellino, on uh, a few months, a few weeks ago. Uh, so he and I and one other person do a show from 6.30 to 7.15. So check us out on the Purple Code. But all seriousness aside, thank you guys for what you do. And, you know, I know everybody said it and a million times through COVID and everything else that, you know, you guys were kind of a relief for a lot of people. Awesome, man. Justin, thanks for all your support over the years. And we'll definitely get you on again sometime, man. By the way. Okay, sorry. By the way. Just one more thing. Yeah, all just right. one more thing. <laughs> thanks, also, I've got more scoops. We've got we've got yeah, some high school Booth basketball. Gotch is uh, is you know <laughs> drawing interest with you know Richard what I Patino. you know you know what I t- took away from that entire thing. Livia actually works for everyone. That's what yes, I took dude. away, gentlemen. I love sure. I love it, man. That's awesome. That was not a setup at all, by the way. That he's like, uh, hey, I lost I lost a bunch of weight, so throw it to me. Um, all right, let's uh, round it out here, Judd. Your third and final prediction. Okay, my third and final prediction will be from the world of Major League Baseball. Terry Francona will be voted the American League Manager of the Year. Like, when you look at what that guy has done, and they got pitching, but they're a very young team. Uh, the division stinks, but it's still, but for them, it's impressive. I, I think that the Guardians are going to win the American League Central. I think Terry Francona is your AL Manager of the Year. All right. I like it. Okay, Tito. Do you think, off the record, do you think... Mm-hmm. Tito's going to try and get revenge on Rocco for for checking, rightfully so, by the way. I agree with Rocco checking that greasy-haired reliever, lights-out reliever guy, Karinchak, right? Yeah. But Tito was furious about that. Yes. Do you think Tito will uh, look to, like, a greasy Joe Ryan or somebody and get revenge? I, I think he's got something up his sleeve for the five games that they're going to play against Cleveland, unless Cleveland continues to beat them, because the the real revenge from that three game series was a sweep. Yeah, but but I think if things start to go sideways for Cleveland in the five games against the Twins there next week, yes, I think that they're. I think that I think he'll do something. But uh, my God, when you c- come in here and take what like six nothing leads, uh, I think game two was seven rip something like that. You're probably getting all the revenge you need. Twins playoff odds down to 6% now. They're five back. Even if they sweep five against Cleveland, they will only be even with them if all that kn- series were to start today. But All I know is I heard a team last night that is uh, that is very confident about the fact they're still in this race. Good for them. They discussed me now as yeah. well. And yeah, if, despicable. If, if and when they are finally put to bed, I think it'll be a long time before we talk twins on this show again. Come on, guys. All right, anyways, Declan. Uh, my final prediction, the Vikings will have the best point differential in the NFC after week four. So right now nice. I believe them and the Bucks are tied for the best point differential. Actually, the Bucks might be up by them by a point. Like but it. by the end of week four games, the Vikings will have the best point differential in the NFC. Write it down. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, I'm going to give you... I feel very confident about Justin Herbert. I just think he... We, we talk about Josh Allen, and we talk about Patrick Mahomes, rightfully so. 
I think, and I thought this last year, I think Je- I think Herbert is on that trajectory to just be part of that group that we talk about for like the next 12 or 15 years. And so write this down. At the end of the regular season, Justin Herbert will have a top three QBR, according to ESPN, a top three QBR. So that's just the like the analytical passer rating that they, they have. So there it is. Those are your write that down predictions, your accountability session. The only show in America that has the guts, the courage, the cojones to put statistics next to our predictions here. Mackie and Judd. And we do it on Purple Daily football and Vikings related predictions every week as well. Tomorrow, it's uh, another scoop and reckless speculation Thursday on this show. And we count down the days until another Vikings game. Vikings vent line right after Vikings-Eagles on Monday night on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. See you guys tomorrow.